Hello, Kate here and welcome back to Smart RD. World news. Criminal charges have been filed against a 21-year-old in the US military for leaking top-secret and highly sensitive US defence documents. Jack Teixeira could face up to 15 years in prison for sharing the files in an online gaming chat room in December 2022 and early 2023. The documents included detailed information about the war in Ukraine, along with other intelligence about the US and its allies around the world, posing a threat to national and international security. It also shows that the US is spying not only on its adversaries, but also on its allies. Teixeira joined the US military in 2019, and despite his relatively low rank, he was granted top-secret security clearance in 2021. Russia's first response was that it was planted information, intended to mislead them about the expected counter-offensive by Ukraine to drive them out of the country. If the documents are real, however, they show that Ukraine is likely to run out of missiles soon. Business news. Decarbonising air travel will increase ticket prices and put some people off flying, but many will still want to fly despite this. These are the findings by Sustainable Aviation, an alliance of companies representing the UK aviation industry. Sustainable Aviation Fuel, SAF, will account for at least 75% of the fuel used in UK flights by 2050. And it is produced from sources like agricultural waste. SAF reduces carbon emissions by 70%, but is considerably more expensive to produce, and at least some of this cost will be passed on to flyers. Regardless of this, annual passenger numbers are expected to rise by 250 million by 2050. The UK government's aim is to reach jet zero flying by 2050, as flying is responsible for 2.4% of global greenhouse gas emissions and 8% of UK emissions. Interestingly, car travel with one person creates more emissions per passenger per kilometre travelled if we only take into account CO2 emissions. Maybe time to consider car sharing or train travel? Entertainment now, and in May, the Eurovision Song Contest will be live from the UK, who were last year's runners-up, on behalf of Ukraine, who won the contest in 2022, but can't host the event for obvious reasons. Ukraine will, however, co-present the party. The big five, France, Germany, Italy, Spain and the UK, automatically go through to the finals as they are the biggest financial contributors. Who, I hear you ask, is predicted among the winners this year? The French entry will be sung by Lazara, and it will, of course, be sung in French. It's been described as Edith Piaf meets Electro, and it's all about love, universally and for oneself. I like it. It had me bopping around the living room. The BBC believes it's a potential winner that could break France's 45-year losing streak and describe it as quietly gorgeous with an intoxicating blend of smoky jazz vocals and subdued disco beats. Sweden, Spain, Finland and Austria have also been hyped as potential champions. Make sure you tune in on the 13th of May. Sport, and today we're going to look at pickleball, which originated in the USA in the 60s and is now the fastest growing sport there. It's becoming more popular in Europe too. So what is it? 
Well, it's an indoor or outdoor paddle sport that combines elements of tennis, badminton and table tennis. It's very inclusive as it can be played for fun or competitively, in singles or doubles, and is easy for beginners to pick up. A pickleball court is the same size as a badminton court, with right and left service areas, a central no-volley zone and a 91cm high net. All you need is a couple of paddles, a ball and a net, and opponents simply hit the ball back and forth until someone breaks a rule. All serves are made with an underhand stroke, and other moves are soft dink shots, more powerful drive shots, and overhead smash shots. The hard plastic ball is less bouncy than a tennis ball. If you're thinking of taking up a new sport, why not try it? Self-development now. Feedback is an essential part of life, both personal and professional. But many people struggle with giving or receiving it, or both, including me. This week, we'll look at how to give feedback effectively. So why do we give feedback? It provides the recipient with insight or suggestions to help them grow and improve. It could be positive, such as a compliment, negative as a corrective measure, or neutral in the form of a general observation. It enables people to change their behaviour and enhance their performance, but it can also be used to improve relationships and give purpose so people feel valued. Giving effective feedback is an important skill, so how can we do it? Well, first of all, make sure you have a good reason for giving feedback so that it's constructive. Be clear about the result that you hope to achieve and give the feedback from a place of guidance and support. Next, focus on the behaviour rather than the person. Don't make comments on people's personality or beliefs. Instead, keep the conversation focused on the situation. Talk about how the behaviour affected you. Don't speak for other people unless the situation requires it. Ask questions to understand how the recipient views the situation. It should be a two-way process. Give specific and detailed examples so the receiver has a clear understanding of the situation and how they need to change their behaviour. Be timely. Give the feedback as soon as possible after the behaviour has occurred, whether it's positive or negative. However, if emotions are running high, it may be better to wait until the recipient is more open to hearing it. This skill takes time and you might like to practice it with someone you trust first. Next week, we'll look at receiving feedback. So that's all from Smart Iridi for now. Remember to check out the vocabulary on the Superbrain app and don't forget you can listen to previous episodes anytime. I'll talk to you soon. Take care now.